You're listening to Mile High Insiders with Nick Kendall and Luke Patterson. Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Now, it's time to find out what's going on behind the walls of UC Health Training Center. Ah, we did it. <laughs> Live, green lights, green lights, we are good. It's all about adapt and overcome in this oh. day, 2021, am I right? I, I think so, man. Just one step forward, and uh, if it's done, it's good. Mama right, say like knock you out, and if it's done, it's good. I, I want to quote you on that. Like a mic drop moment, if it's done, it's good. And what's good? It's MHI tonight. What's up, folks? MHI, Nick Kendall, Luke Patterson, Mile High Insiders, John Bawana Beast on the ones and twos. Thank you for bearing with us for a couple minutes. We're not going to tease y'all too long, but everyone loves a good tease. So we had to tease this one because we've got a huge show to get to tonight. We've got one of our own favorites, Nick. I know you love him. I love him. Daniel Jeremiah with some recent comments about the Denver Broncos, Bucky Brooks as well. So we've got a huge, huge show to get into. But before we get there, let's say what's up to Broncos country. What's up, Dylan Von Arks? I see a huge supporter of the show, Wavehog Channel. Johnny Dispatch Viking. We've got Dave Glassman in the house saying the book club was awesome today. Guys, he's referring to Mile High Huddle's content where you can never miss a beat of Broncos country or Denver Broncos analysis. Be sure to get at Mile High Huddle on Twitter, milehighhuddle.com for the best Broncos coverage. Cobra Commander, I see you. But Nick, it's Saturday night, man. MHI, let's rock and roll. How you doing tonight, buddy? Hey, doing pretty well. Went on a nice hike this morning, a little late because a, um, I was with a few friends and uh, there was a car of uh, young damsels in distress. So uh, we thought, oh, we have plenty of time. Let's do it. So we took that took a good chunk of time. We got them out, which is smart. Um, <laughs> being from Iowa, you know how to get a car snuck uh, got out of snow. They were from Georgia, so they had no idea what they were doing. Um, but glad to help them uh, get them loose. And then it was a your route. We got twenty minutes extra. We'll be fine. Route was delayed forty minutes. So. Uh, here we are, um, 20 minutes late, but uh, really happy to be wheels off the ground and uh, beautiful today, too, man. I, I know you said it's been hot there in uh, Colorado. You got some rain today, though, so hopefully your lawn is looking pretty good. Oh, you I'm know not. I'm about the lawn. I'm about the lawn Absolutely. since I hit 30. Since before I hit 30, I'm about that old man grouchy motto. What's up, EJ? I see you. What's up, Nick and Luke? Broncos country. It's Saturday night. Andrew Baker, I see you. Guys, this is Mile High Insiders. Heat is Nick Kendall. I am Luke Patterson. I said Nick Kendall like this, like he's out of here, but he's actually over here. I'm going to get this camera right one of these days. And we've got John K, one of our good, good friends on the ones and twos tonight. Mile High Insiders. Be sure to get at Mile High Huddle on Twitter. If you want to talk to Nick, which Nick loves to rap football, get at Nick Kendall MHH. I'm at Luke Patterson LP on Twitter. And here we go. If you want to follow the Mile High Insiders at MHI underscore pod. Uh, we're going to throw out some swag alerts where you can get one of these cool hats. You can subscribe, like, and share. Get to the huddle up podstore.com and get all of your gear where Nick is with building the Broncos. He's got some Nick, you're always all over the airwaves, man. Oh, I wake man. up in the morning and you and Scott are rapping Broncos. Tuesday nights, you're on Broncos. Get to the huddleuppod.com and get your swag on where you can see Nick Kendall's gear. He's got multiple hats, multiple personalities, folks. He is great. He's all over the place in Broncos country. <laughs> we absolutely love it. But guys, be sure to get at my Ohio Huddle where we've got the best Broncos coverage. And we're going to take you guys through this offseason. So, Nick, OTAs, they're in the book. In the books, mandatory mini camp yep. in the books, and the Denver Broncos. We kind of call this, you know, peek behind the curtain. Shouldn't be any shocker here. It's kind of the lull, right? It's kind of the dead period right now for the NFL as we hope our players stay healthy, happy, and out of trouble. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's that's the big time here. We got plenty of uh, still football to analyze here, and a lot of questions that have come from the mandatory mini camp, but. Uh, you know, we'll be able to find content still, and we're still going to be coming at you guys. So I'm not really worried about that because we dig deep in the hypotheticals every single offseason, and there's a lot of questions to be answered in Broncos country. But we got Albert coming in here uh, asking, Albert, how you doing? Good to see you. Uh, yeah, Broncos we're... Broncos are the most improved team. Finally, some good news from the media, and uh, they definitely Ooh. have a chance to be one of the most improved teams. That's obviously what we're going to get into here today. Um, but yeah. before we get any further, we want to say hello to some super chats here. And we got Brian Greenfield in the house. Brian, $5 super over on YouTube, guys. We really appreciate the super keeping the lights on in here. Um, what's up, guys? What's up to you, Brian? Hope you're doing very well on this Saturday evening. And uh, maybe you're enjoying some cold ones. I think uh, my uh, my better better half might be handing me an adult beverage here in a second because <laughs> It's hot out there, and uh, that was a little stressful driving here, but we're in. We're in now. 
Sneaky, 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 man. It's the summertime, man. And enjoy yourself. Yeah. Enjoy good company and enjoy these Broncos raps as we take you through MHI. <laughs> and here's the thing, man. Daniel Jeremiah, right? He, You know him. You love him. He's on NFL Network. And speaking of you know him, you love him. There's Nick's favorite beverage. Hashtag Nick's Beer Fund. Do me a huge favor and give us a Nick's Beer Fund on the comment thread. But here's the deal, Nick. When Daniel Jeremiah talks, you listen, I listen. Broncos country listens. And Daniel Jeremiah on NFLnetwork.com said, uh, quote, a little bit off the radar. End quote. One team talking about the Denver Broncos. I don't think anybody talks about this team, Jeremiah said. A little bit off the radar, last year the Denver Broncos were 5-11. and That's not a 5-11 and roster. I know the quarterback thing, and they've got to get Drew Locke playing. They've got some insurance now with Teddy Bridgewater, but when I look at the team, I look at the defensive personnel with head coach Vic Fangio coordinating, and I look at Cortland Sutton coming back on offense. I look at drafting Javante Williams to plug in at running back and the offensive line with coach Mike Munchak. I think it's a really solid group. It's much improved over the last couple of years. Garrett Bowles just got paid. Daniel Jeremiah highlighting some of the Denver Broncos uh, used to be weaknesses, Nick, right? And now we're talking about strengths and depths. What do you think of Daniel Jeremiah highlighting the Denver Broncos as a potential team to watch in 2021? I mean, he's got to be absolutely right, correct? The The Broncos last year, outside of the quarterback position, which, you know, we're beating a dead horse at this point, and he touches on it too, which is like, oh, I got to figure it out, but they can, they can go with Teddy Bridgewater, who can be, you know, average to slightly below average, but that's better than bottom five quarterback playing the NFL last year. And uh, the Broncos outside of quarterback, their biggest question coming into this year was the cornerback position. And not only did they answer that, they emphatically answered it. They threw resources at the position ronald darby at that point you're like okay ronald darby michael ojimudia bryce callahan maybe bring a guy in day three of the nfl draft you should be okay nope not done yet goes and gets kyle fuller who's still one of the top 10 cornerbacks in football great scheme fit very physical can do a lot of things nope we're not done yet we're gonna go get patrick sertan the first no second defensive player off the board um but still a lot of people's number one cornerback and uh who's been downright impressive in mini camp so far. So uh, this team's going to be, the defense is very good. And, and if Von Miller slash Bradley Chubb can stay healthy, there's no, there's no reason this Broncos defense shouldn't be a top three unit in the league. I tried to build Kyle Fuller up a little bit over last week, just because uh, man, he, I don't think he likes talking to us in, in terms of the media, right? Uh, Kyle Fuller, of course, with a very black and white answer short to the point, And when he was made available to his media availability, but uh, it's one of those things where I know Kyle Fuller does his talking on the field, Nick. So I don't really have a problem with players that don't yeah. want to talk to the media. I get it, right? It's, it's uh, some players like it and other players don't. And I'm kind of okay. If my corner doesn't like it, right? Usually we're, Used mm-hmm. to some of those edgy, outspoken corners like an Aqib Talib, a Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. But then sometimes you get a Champ Bailey around, you know? And Champ was certainly warm to the media, but Champ was a man of few words, I would say, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it came to his Hall of Fame speech, which was just knock, you know, home run, blown off yeah. the doors, and rock your socks, and I'm okay with it. But let's say, speaking of being okay with it, I'm okay with Broncos country in the house tonight. What's up, Bobby? Hope you're doing well. We've got Cobra Commander in the house. Gary, I see you. Brian, appreciate you so much for that super chat and joining MHI tonight. He is Nick Kendall. I am Luke Patterson. Get at Nick Kendall at Nick Kendall MHH at Luke Patterson LP on Twitter. That's where you can find us for any DMs, ads, chats, whatever you guys want to do. We are into talking football. And speaking of talking football, Bucky Brooks also talked about the Broncos, Nick. And uh, he was showing the Broncos some love as well. He says, quote, literally, it's about the right quarterback taking care of the football. If they take care of the football, they're going to win games. I think their division is tough. Kansas City, the Chargers, the Raiders. I mean, it's tough sledding, but they're certainly good enough to where they can make some noise. And I also like the fact that they rebuilt their entire secondary. More depth and more talent. Bucky Mm -hmm. Brooks starting to like some of that depth that we're talking about, Nick. Um, You follow Bucky. I follow Bucky. He's He's a great football mind he's a colorful personality and uh great voice you know too. Man, yeah it's voice. oh absolutely and he's got he's got some serious 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 style points going for me bucky yes. brooks right now and i absolutely love bucky and dj but what do you make of bucky brooks right now we hear it's about the right quarterback 
What does that mean for you, Nick? The right quarterback right now. Now, we talk overreaction, we talk underreaction, we ride that roller coaster through OTAs and yeah. minicamp. <laughs> but what, who is the right quarterback right now for you? And how would you describe Bucky Brooks talking about that right quarterback for the Denver Broncos? I mean, he pretty much hit the nail on the head. It's protect the football. And I know that Drew Locke threw a lot of picks last year, but Teddy Bridgewater also um, had his fair share of uh, interceptable passes, turnover-worthy plays. It didn't turn out that way. Now, granted, a lot of those were in garbage time um, where you didn't really have that as much with the Broncos last year, given the talent of the defense and the Vic Fangio scheme. Um, but still, it's really, you know, Shermer talked about it too, right? Like who's making the least mistakes and who's making the least costly mistakes out there. Because there's going to be times where, you know, you need to push the ball. It's third and 10. You're down two scores late. If you have an interception there and it's 30 yards down the field, okay. But, you know, okay. Um, and I think there's two different questions here you have to answer. One is, is it just looking at the Broncos and trying to get to the playoffs as the best version of this team? That could have a different answer than what does this mean long-term for finding a franchise quarterback and trying to get over not only the, Justin Herbert Mountain, of course, but the uh, Patrick Mahomes Everest, I guess, is what it is at this point. Um, but uh, it's it's tough, you know. It's it's it's, it's a it's a tough one. I think you have to look at it this year, though. Smaller lens. Which quarterback gives you the best chance to win this year? It's about getting these young players going. It's about saving a lot of these coaches' jobs. It's about getting competent offense out there because we have not seen that in uh, far too long. It's been it's been boring and uh hopefully we can get it on the right tracks we got wave hog coming in here saying a floor cracks me up he would give one word answers every time if he could and yeah i do think Fuller was a little bit was there anybody in the media who was giving him a hard time for not showing up to the uh, voluntary otas because i feel like maybe that was a response to that maybe <laughs> no not that i heard and you know like troy rank you know seven news does a really really good job of yeah. not only getting to know these players but forming personal bonds with them so mm -hmm. troy does a really good job of trying to build them up a little bit too so he'll say you know something along the lines of kyle my man good to good to hear from you again and probably from the last time they chatted since Kyle yeah. Fuller became a Bronco. But Nick, when I start to look at it, right, field day, right? Over, talk about overreaction, underreaction, right? We could spend a whole Man. show talking about field day. But as I look at it, Melvin Gordon and Kyle Fuller, if we're just telling the truth, practiced two days with their team in the offseason. Man, that's, I don't know. I, you know, I'm not going to like, rip them to shreds and, and just throw a, a gigantic fit for the next few weeks. But I just feel like there have been some missed opportunities with the Broncos yeah. to get better in practice for whatever that is worth. What do you make of the whole field day, optional OTAs, voluntary? You got two players that just showed up really for this last week in Melvin Gordon and Kyle Fuller. What do you make of that? Because Twitter's certainly on fire, as you know, Nick. And uh, those overreactions, those underreactions, they're coming in hot. Yeah, I don't put much stock in it. Um, they were going to have a, if they had practice anyway, it would have been a short day. It's been hotter than heck in Denver too. And it's more about just getting the guys in there. And uh, th we're coming to a point in the league where a lot of these teams are going to be having less time on the field in practice. I mean, we kind of saw this year, the the players union is pushing for that in general. So uh, let's say that if the Broncos are bad or, or good this year, it's not going to have anything to do with really the, the lack of a practice on that last day. If anything, honestly, it's one less practice means you have one less chance for a Von Miller, you know, injury that you can sure. have that we had last year. So um, I'm not, that doesn't mean they shouldn't practice to pr completely prevent injury, but uh, I don't think it's a, uh, doesn't move the needle one way or another. It's uh, the talent on the field and the guys as individual athletes and professionals putting in the work um, outside of the two or three hours that they would have been practicing. It was nice to see Drew Locke hitting his stride, at least with the three-point shot, Nick. Um, yeah, you know what I mean? Play. And we got yeah. Andrew Baker up in here, too, saying, what's up with Drew Locke and that three-point shot? Yeah, man, he was he was a legit basketball player, right? Yeah. I think I heard my man Troy Rank saying out of Lee Summit, Drew Locke was getting D1 offers to play basketball and Andrew Baker yeah, all over so. it saying, field day looking like Locke should have stayed in basketball. I hope he fixes his problems and balls out. We hope so too, Andrew. That would be great. Thank you for joining the show tonight and being um, much involved in MHI because, yeah, that was awesome to see Drew Locke hitting those threes. And it makes me wonder, man, can I see that same confidence? Because when Drew, Drew was shooting those threes, 
That was confidence. That yeah. wasn't swag, Nick. And you call it a, seal, a silly field day. Drew Locke, he's got the tools. That's something that's never been debated. But speaking of never been debated, Brian Greenfeld and his support never debated here on MHI. We appreciate no you so much, Nick. So, Nick, you was busy trying to get you a Georgia peach, weren't you, Nick? <laughs> and I Brian, am, uh, <laughs> Brian, 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 going going after it. And I'll let you. I'll let you take it from here, Nick. I am happily married. I uh, love my wife. And uh, yes. Nick's a good man. Nick's a good man. Um, and but happy I did have some friends there and they are both single. So, you know, I'm, I'm a, uh, if I can be a wingman, you know, help, help, help foster something, then so be it. But uh, Nick, they no, said chivalry no was there. dead. And if you guys are pulling over to make sure, you know, some damsels in distress, were out of distress. I will take it. That's what this world needs more of. Appreciate you guys so much. Dennis Woods coming in with a super Nick's beer fund. Denver Broncos for oh. life. Hashtag go Hawks. Hashtag state of being. I see you out there, Dennis. Appreciate you for joining the show. Hopefully you're having a great summer and uh, hopefully the Broncos have an awesome season to get the summer and the fall going here, Nick. And that's that's crazy, right? We talked about the, the lull a little bit, but we've got a lot of analysis to get through as we talk about the yeah. Denver Broncos. And for your best analysis, guys, be sure to get at mahahuddle.com, at mahahuddle on Twitter. And Mohamed Badri in the house with a super. Appreciate you so much. Hashtag king of the super stickers. And that is very much true. We appreciate you, Mohamed. Hope your beautiful baby boy is doing well. And Malik. happy Father's Day. Yeah, Malik, right? Baby Malik. Happy Father's Day to all you dads out there tomorrow. Nick, I know you got a fur baby. I know you've got a pops. Um, everybody, Father's Day is an important day, too. We celebrate Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, Father's Day, birthdays, anniversaries, all the holidays on this show. Uh, life is too short. So happy Father's Day to all you dads out there in Broncos country. And happy Father's Day, I'll say to my dad right now, Troy Patterson, right? I know he listens to all my pods and our pods and trying to pursue my dream of covering the Broncos. So happy Father's Day, Dad, and we keep it going. Kane Dawson, another supporter. How's it going today, fellas, in the house with MHI tonight? Nick, here, here it comes, man. We talk about quarterback competition, right? We talk about Teddy Bridgewater. We talk about Drew Locke. We talk about the ceiling. We talk about safe um, safe methods of play, if you will, versus stretching oh, wait. the ball downfield. Pause. Me and Airhorn coming in here. $200 super Ooh. coming in here. Oh my God. Jeez. Bobby, what's going on? This is incredible. Um, So good to be here, guys. Thanks for the awesome pod. Thank you to all MHHers. Well, yep. thank you. Gosh, thank you, take Bobby. a second and thank yourself because my God, <laughs> we really appreciate that. I don't even know what we were talking about, Luke. That came down the tracks, and yeah, uh, we were we were going quarterback competition. And then speaking of competition, Poppy's uh, like, Luke, I'm gonna shut you up. And this is that co- part of the competition. Uh, you know, Poppy is just one of those supporters, Nick, that warms our hearts. She's a good friend of the show, a good yeah, personal friend yeah. of yours, mine, and John's as well. Poppy, happy Father's Day to your dad and any father that's in your life as well, and anybody that you know. I hope your mom is doing well. Please know thoughts and prayers are always there for you and Broncos country. And let us know, Poppy. I want to hear what you think about the Broncos quarterback competition because Nick Bobby's always so so full of energy positivity full of enthusiasm and me I'm kind of a pessimist man I'm kind of a pain in the ass a stick in the mud if you will so sometimes I need people like you and Bobby in my life to tell me it's going to be okay and then I got Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks telling me Luke it's going to be okay I'm starting to feel a little bit better buddy hard to not feel better when Bobby's supporting us like that so we really appreciate that um quarterback position it's going to be hard for Drew Locke to play worse than he did last year. Right. So that's positive uh, movement there. He's going to have, have more experience this year. And let's say that Drew Locke doesn't take that step that a lot of people believe and hope that he can Bridgewater, even though you know that it's kind of a terminal end with him, with him on this team, with these weapons, with this defense, you can win, you can compete for the playoffs. And Agreed. obviously we want to compete for the Super Bowl, but only one team can win that. You have to be able to set other goals every year. And I think with Broncos, both the quarterbacks right here, either Drew Locke taking a step forward, which is possible, or uh, Drew Locke, you know, still struggling and then going to Bridgewater. This team is heading in a positive direction. And uh, how's that for a little bit of a positive mindset there? I like it. I like <laughs> it a lot. And here's the thing. Like, so here's what we saw. Full disclosure, I was not out there at minicamp last week. So it's hard for me to judge, right, what I'm not seeing. I'm kind of mm-hmm. going based off of our friends in the media. You know, I know um, personal connections there that we talk to on and off of the mics. But it, it's one of those things where 
Drew's had some good days. Teddy's had some good days. I don't think either one have had atrocious days, and I'm okay with that. Nick, I'm talking to the neighbors today, and we're having a few cold pops, enjoying the summer season. And one thing that's coming up with Teddy Bridgewater is his teammates. His teammates are gravitating towards Teddy Bridgewater. They, I'm seeing some excitement when I'm hearing Cortland Sutton talk about Teddy Bridgewater, uh, Jerry Judy, KJ Hamler, Noah Fan, you know, and then I'm seeing Drew Locke coaching up his receivers a little bit. So you're seeing positivity from both quarterbacks. That's a good thing, Broncos country. Like, I don't think it needs to be a like a pro Drew or a pro Teddy and an anti whoever that other quarterback would be. They say competition truly brings out the best. Do you think that's the case for Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater? For sure. No, I think that's really a good point. And uh, for Drew Locke, especially, I mean, when was the last time he really had earnest competition? Right. Like maybe his freshman year of college, because he was a four star recruit, I believe, at Missouri, which is not a football powerhouse. Um, So he was always going to end up being the guy there. And he was good at Missouri, you know, not first overall pick good, but, you know, top 50 pick, which is solid. Um, And uh, now coming to the Broncos also Joe Flacco. And, oh, he's in his prime. Yeah. I roll. Good job. PR machine. <laughs> um, But uh, that, yeah. Okay. Um, But you knew that eventually it was going to be handed to Drew Locke when that was, you just hope that Joe Flacco could be competent enough to like hold that off as long as he could. Didn't play out that way. We got to see what Drew Locke was. Um, and he, there's promise, right? Um, so last year was given to him. I mean, if you call Jeff Driscoll and Brett Rippin competition, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, raise your standards. Um, but with J- Teddy Bridgewater here, this is real competition. And uh, he has to go out there and earn it. And I think that can only be a good thing for this team. Also, I think that's only a good thing for Drew Locke, too. It's not that he hasn't been working hard, but now the stakes are higher. It really is make or break. And uh, either, you know, what do they say? Pressure builds diamonds or, it, you know, busts. So uh, mm. let's hope that let's hope that this uh, all this pressure in this competition makes a diamond with that uh, former second round pick. Yeah, absolutely, man. It's one of those things when you're hearing about Drew Locke and that three point draining those threes, right? I think it was four yeah. or five in a row, and then he goes to the ice cream the ice cream truck. He's like, "That's what I do, man." And I'm like, "That's what I need you to do as a quarterback." I could yeah. see it, and you're teasing me. If you can do that on the field, we will be good. And speaking of good, Kane Dawson, what's up, buddy? Huge, huge supporter of the show and of Mile High Huddle, and most importantly, a Broncos country, a huge, generous donation. I finally get to catch the show live. I just wanted to give some love and contribute to Nick's Brewski Fund. Happy oh. early Pops Day. Pops Day. Hashtag win the West. Happy Hold Father's on. Day, Kane. Appreciate you so much, Kane Dawson. Thank you for joining us, a live show. I'm glad it works with your schedule tonight here on Saturday night. Be sure to get at our podcast, Kane, uh, whenever you can. It sounds like that's what you do, and we appreciate that as well. And be sure to shoot Nick a DM or me a DM at Nick Kendall MHH at Luke Patterson LP. We will be sure to get back to everybody that comes in our inboxes because you guys matter to us. If you take the time to support us and you take the time to show your generous Broncos love, we take the time to respond to everybody. So I appreciate everybody so much. And Nick, one thing I'm seeing in the chat right now, and as we get to Brian Greenfield, a good, good transition. I love it. $5 super. Appreciate you, Brian. You absolutely rock. Thank you and happy summer. Nick, any news on the on the rookies other than PS2 in camp? Nick, everybody knows PS2 is the real deal. Pat Sertan the second. Um, mm-hmm. should be the starting corner, we're thinking, right? With the, the way yeah. defenses are played. Oh, by the way, I've got to talk to you about that article you sent me. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Got to read it this morning on our Twitter DMs revolving that defensive secondary unit. Yeah. But before we get there. What do you think of the other rookies right now? As we talk about OTAs, what can you tell Brian um, now that OTAs and mandatory minicamp is done other than PS2? We know he's great. What about Javante Williams? What about Quinn Minders? What about Baron Browning and some of those injuries? What are you hearing about the rookies for the Denver Broncos? Uh, For Javante Williams, it's really hard to take away too much from the OTAs. Uh, even in the 11 on 11s and scrimmages, just how they're set up. Um, you can kind of take away, like, are they blocking okay? Or how do they look in their routes? Which it sounds like for Williams, both are good. That's great. But you, it's until you're actually playing games or like the uh, the scrimmage or the practice against the Vikings, it's going to be a hard time um, to really get a good evaluation just because how much of that position is actually in there. Um, and Cobra Commander come in and saying, I like Gordon towards the end, but you need to be with your brother, show up to OTAs or stop acting Ikea or like it. I, Either way, I get you. Um, but uh, Melvin Gordon pissed me off the other day, Nick, more than he uh, usually does. And, oh, and I've been waiting for a Saturday the night to get, get this off you. my chest. I finally get to. So, I'm, you know, I've been asking questions in the in the press conferences here since, uh, you know, the draft or whatever. The 
funny little bug, all that kind of stuff. So we're doing the virtual press conferences, and it's finally my turn to talk to Kyle Fuller, right? Man of many words. And yeah. Melvin Gordon just has – he knows it's me, Nick, so he interrupts. He interrupts oh, no. my guy, Kyle Fuller, and he sits down right next to Kyle Fuller. He distracts Kyle Fuller, and he opens a bottle of water for him. And I ask something to Kyle Fuller along the lines of, you know, now that you're reunited with Fangio, what are your expectations for the team? Given a short answer like, oh, we're going to play good football, and, you know, that's what we do kind of a thing. And I'm like, gosh, dang it, Melvin Gordon. You're always after me. It's what I get. Nick, I'm hearing a lot about Melvin Gordon all over Twitter, just like you are, right? He's showing into he's showing up to camp. He looks good, right? Yeah. He looks lean. He looks mean. He's got that new haircut. Um, but I wanted to ask you this question because Melvin Gordon was asked this question. He said that the Denver media is making a bunch to do about nothing over this running back competition with Javante Williams. Brian just asked us about the rookie Broncos and OTAs through mandatory minicamp. What do you think of Javante Williams as competition for Melvin Gordon? Obviously, both running backs need to be utilized in 2021, but Melvin was still taking those starting reps last week, even though he didn't show up uh, to OTAs and stuff like that. What do you make of the running back competition, if you will, between Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams? I think out of the gate, it will go to Gordon um, as the incumbent. He knows what he's doing. He's also a top 10 running back down the stretch last year. Um, but if William Williams at some point is going to get some carries, and if those carries are more efficient, if they're more explosive, if he's making things happen, the ball in his hands, you're going to start to see this, the scale tip a little bit. Um, also for uh, Gordon, he needs to not, you know, drop the football uh, as far as fumbles go. Like he's that's that's the quickest way to not playing in this offense right now, right? This isn't the 2013 Broncos with Peyton Manning out there where you're putting up 50 points so you can live with a little bit of turnovers here or there because you're scoring. That's right. not going to be the case. It's the same with the quarterback position. Protect the football. And uh, good things can happen. Don't put the ball in harm's way. And that's the biggest thing with Gordon. If he starts, if he shows uh, butterfingers again when carrying the football this year, trying to do too much, balls on the turf, that's when Williams is going to get a chance. And I don't think he's going to drop it as much. So I think Gordon out of the gate, but uh, it's his job to lose. And he definitely could lose it because I think Williams is going to come in and do everything right and look pretty good. Agreed. And here's what I'll say that I did like what Melvin said, and I kind of subscribed to it. Now, he he was he wasn't asked about not missing OTAs, right? Or missing OTAs and stuff like yeah. that. It's kind of understood. We give a lot of softball questions here in the Broncos media. And anybody think that the Denver media is bad, go out to the Jets or Baltimore or anywhere on the East Coast. We're a bunch of puppy dogs here in Denver. But it's one of those things, man, where he he did describe and I I agree with Melvin to a certain degree. He described, you know, we're not really going full speed right now. It's hard to yeah. judge a lot of what we're doing right now because it's going through the motions, if you will. And Nick, you alluded to the field day and you're exactly right. For those of you that don't know, new labor negotiations actually stated it would be a walkthrough. I think um, the day yeah. of the field day and stuff like that. So while, you know, the Broncos players could have been like Peyton Manning and said, no, we're going to scrap field day and do all this yeah. other stuff. It's, it's tough, man. It's tough to judge these off season mini camp type things, but training camp, Nick, that's not tough to judge. That is you are in the dog days of summer. That is something that we will find out which players have been working out on their own right now. Uh, Kyle Fuller, Melvin Gordon saying they've been working out on their own. That definitely appeared to be so. They did not show up to camp, uh, mandatory minicamp at least, out of shape or anything like that. You did not hear any nasty reports, no injuries, so that's really, really good. But training yeah. camp, Nick, it's hard to hard to dodge training camp, and we're going to see that quarterback competition. We're going to see a lot of highs. We're going to see a lot of lows, but it's really right now, the time yeah. where players are vacationing. They're working out on their own and they hone into their own craft as to which NFL player they want to be in the upcoming season. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I always find it. It's really a differentiator for this team. Um, as far as maturity goes, uh, when you break from the mandatory mini camp to training camp, because you can either go out there and spend six weeks, you know, not being in the playbook, taking time to yourself, which, you know, if you feel comfortable doing that, that's fine. Or you can be somebody who's maniacally training, get yourself in there with a the scheme, working out with teammates, et cetera, et cetera. And, uh, you know, using that time to get better. You know, it's kind of like you had a uh, study prep for a test, right? And like, okay, you can go home now. You have the test is in two weeks. You had a little time where you're coming in, you're going over some stuff, big test. And uh, your test in two weeks, you can you know, go home, take a break, whatever. You know, that final's coming up. Are you going to go home and study? Are you going to put in the work even more to make sure you're you're in the best position possible? Or are you going to go home and loaf it? And mm -hmm. I will say there is 
benefits to either way. Sometimes some people need time to get away, uh, decompress, especially if they're so dialed in um, when they're in the moment. That's that is a totally valid method, but um, different uh, different methods work for different people. Uh, so we'll be interesting to see if anybody takes a step forward or, or if anybody's still kind of having some issues, wheel spinning uh, after these six weeks uh, come and go. You know what I'm waiting for right now is whichever quarterback Drew Locke or Teddy Bridgewater holds their first passing camp first, right? Because that's something that was asked, obviously, with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater last week and or this last week in the press conferences. You know, Peyton Manning would fly receivers out to Duke, Nick, as you know, yeah. and um, Von Miller just had his pass rush summit, and players get together during this off season. And yeah. Teddy said, you know, yeah, we'll we'll figure something out like that. I think Teddy's got something up his sleeve as well. But when I see this competition, I like. Like it because the receivers need to get better the quarterbacks need to get better nick this team needs to get better and speaking of getting better jay is in the house we appreciate you jay thank you so much for the support saying uh hopefully the deal hopefully we can pull that back up speaking of hopefully um but hopefully the deal with the devil from super bowl 50 is over it's time to turn yeah. it around jay is a student of history obviously nick he's referencing uh the worst post super bowl run since hosting a lombardi trophy belongs to the Denver Broncos. George Payton was brought here to turn that around. What do you make of George Payton as we sit here before training camp and some of the dramatic changes that he's made? Now, before I let you answer that, I know that we can talk about Justin Fields, right? And you're seeing what he looks like as a Chicago Bear. You're seeing that Andy Dalton is going to start for the Chicago Bears with a very short leash, I think. But George Payton has pulled a lot of dramatic triggers changing this team so far, Nick. And I, I think it's really interesting when you take a step back and you look at all the changes Payton has enacted as a first-year GM. Yeah, um, a lot of people were saying that he could come in and you know, baby steps and – Maybe he didn't take the ultimate swing, um, either making that trade that the 49ers made and going up for a Trey Lance, whom right. I still have, you know, for multiple people say the Broncos, if Trey Lance would have been available, probably would have been a Bronco. That said, uh, it also sounds like if Trey Lance would have fallen to four, he would have been a Falcon. So here we are. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, that's uh, it will be interesting to see what happens. I do think that he has done a great job empowering Vic Fangio. Almost every single move that he has made has been one that has empowered Vic Fangio. Um, unlike last year where, I mean, obviously the Broncos did okay addressing the secondary, but even, you know, AJ Boye, Bryce Callen, the injury, a third round pick and Michael Ojemudia, you knew that unit was going to be a concern, should not be a concern this year. And barring some just horrible, uh, injury luck, which is possible, but, um, you hope for, you hope against it. <laughs> um, but you know, that's, that's the one. And let me see, you got yeah. Casey Martin coming in here saying, well, Peyton make another deal with the devil and get us a rod. I mean. Ooh. It does sound like uh, if A-Rod is available, the Broncos will try to go out after him because it's Aaron Rodgers and that's independent of Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. You know, he's that talented and the rest of this roster right now is good to go. If you can put in a top three quarterback, you got a chance to win some hardware. Um, but, uh, you know, that's uh, it is what it is. Did you know Jeff Driscoll was on that team? I didn't know that till today. That he's backing up Jordan Love, I think, in camp for the yeah, for the Green yeah. Bay Packers. Like, I'm thinking, what is this world coming to, man? You got <laughs> Jeff Driscoll and Jordan Love in camp, and Nick. It's really funny because now you're starting to see Jordan Love's doing really, really good in mandatory mini camp. No, he's not. Yeah. No, he's not. I got friends over there with the Packers too, and. uh all is not well. I think the only thing that was well for the Packers this week is that Brian Gutenkust didn't put his foot in his mouth last Friday, which was a first-time thing in the last three weeks. Because every Friday, Brian Gutenkust gets to come out and piss Aaron Rodgers off. And uh, every time he does it, Nick, I, I kind of wait. And I'm kind of hoping. Now, John Clayton has reported multiple times, uh, you know, if this goes down, he thinks it goes down in the season before training camp. Yeah. Heck, maybe even after some of these preseason games, Nick, if an Aaron Rodgers and I'm not going to not going to hold you to it. If an Aaron Rodgers trade goes down, when do you think it happens? Does it happen during the dog days of summer and training camp when you got that? rough practice schedule right and i'm using rough very loosely or it, does it happen now during the lull the summer lull of, of summer where nothing's going down right now where maybe you see some players get into trouble maybe you see a blockbuster deal what do you think about aaron Rodgers? and more importantly when do you think that could happen and just real quick uh kane dawson comes in here and says uh just go into the texans luke mixing up uh, blake bortles there 
We went to Green Bay. So easy oh, mistake. Okay. My bad. Both my bad. Driscoll, no. Driscoll to the Texans. Appreciate you. Yep, can't, yeah, right. my bad. I, I'm sorry. I can't remember where one of a million different God. Broncos quarterbacks went. Uh, but Kane, I appreciate you, brother. You got to keep me on my yeah. toes. Quick, quick, quick. I was Correction. I love it. Thanks, Kane. Um, I mean, it would be great to bring in Rodgers. How long is this going to go, though? Uh, I really think it has a chance to go even into the season. This does not seem like this Packers team is ready to make this move happen. It does not sound like there is a lot of movement. And it's crazy. Like, I remember draft day, just a flurry of action and news and stuff. It sounded like something was going to break instantly. Um, didn't happen, but uh, it's been pretty quiet. It sounds like Aaron Rodgers still dug in, and it sounds like the Packers are, like, saying, well, fine, whatever. Well, I guess we'll just sit here and wait. Um, so I think this even could go into the regular season. That's why I've kind of put it in a box myself as, as a fan and an analyst. Like if it happens, I will be extremely excited, but I'm not going to pin my hopes on it because I think it's going to drag out. I think neither side is going to blink for a good bit. I think Kenneth Patterson agrees with you saying Green Bay does not want to help the team that Aaron Rodgers is eventually going to go to late in the season. They'll probably trade Aaron. And I think that makes sense. And I think if you're the Packers, you want to wait until the absolute last second. Now, my theory, along with a lot of other theories, suggests the same thing, right? They're going to push to make Aaron Rodgers another offer. They've already made one offer. We know that for sure. And Aaron didn't want it. So I think they're going to make Aaron another offer. Aaron's going to say no. And they've already started that Shamir campaign, right? In Green Bay to make Aaron yeah. the bad guy. And um, starting to you're starting to see the, the wheels turn a little bit with with Packers PR and it's odd Nick it's so mm. odd to see a fan base that is so sound and structurally just rooted in Aaron Rodgers starting to starting to get a little uncomfortable and start to squirm but that being said it makes me excited man it makes me excited it makes me hopeful but like you Right now, we've got Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. And don't forget about Brett Rippon, Nick. I mean, you're such a Brett Rippon hater, not not ever throwing Brett Rippon's name into the fire. <laughs> He's going to end up a really good coach. And <laughs> there's value to that. Um, so I appreciate Brett Rippon on this team. Uh, we'll see if he makes the roster this year. Seems like a good kid, but uh, undrafted free agent for a reason, right? And you talk about the long <laughs> shot for a quarterback outside of being picked in the top half for the first round. I can't even think in the last 20 years of an undrafted for you outside of Tony Romo. Tony Romo is the one that comes to mind, but it's a long shot. And that's, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I think he's, he's definitely destined on that uh, Kellen Moore path using a Boise state quarterback who also is undrafted. I think where he'll be coaching somewhere. I believe he's smart. Um, He knows the game. I mean, he really worked with drew lock to hopefully help him Um, over these past years. Drew has said like, man, he's helped me so much with playbook and learning all this stuff and trying to get it going. So uh, I think he'll be a coach, but, and I, I don't know if, uh, Kenneth Booker's in the house here, but every time I talk about Brett Rippon, he's like, don't hate on Brett. I think he will. He has a little soft spot for Brett, but you know, I it do, is what it is. I do too. I got a little soft spot for Brett. I think we all do just for what he is, right? You know, he's a hard worker, you know, he's smart, you know, he's cerebral yeah. and you hope that he has continued success. Andrew Baker, what's going on, man? Saying what's up Broncos country. Be right back. Wife just came home, brought a brand new, bought a brand new Nissan Pathfinder. Going to go cruise. Hey. I love y'all. Congratulations, Andrew. It's those things we like to hear about because when you guys are doing well, we're doing well. Celebrate every opportunity you can in life with your family, whether it's working hard to get a new car or it's something like uh, grabbing ice cream on, on a summer night, man. This is what we are here to do. This is Maha Insiders. He's Nick Kendall. I'm Luke Patterson and Cobra Commander coming in here saying, guys, look, Brett Rippon is still 1-0. Uh, that is true, man, against those New York Jets. Nick, could you imagine if the Broncos lost to the New York Jets? Was something that they could have done last year. I don't think Brett played the best game of his career. Or no. Maybe the – I mean, he played he a game of his career. Yeah. Yeah, I mean <laughs> – He had that Jerry Judy touchdown where Jerry saved him, right? Can we yeah. be honest about that one? Like, Jerry yeah. totally saved – I think it was a comeback route, if I remember – and it was just like, oh, Brett, and I absolutely love Brett and Mark Rippon and, and that family, that football family is uh, absolutely awesome. And speaking of awesome, we got Zebulon in the house. What's up, man? How are you? Kane Dawson saying it's hot down here in Texas. Gentlemen, how we living? We are living good, Zebulon, and we appreciate you joining us on Saturday night. MHI, he's Nick Kendall. I'm Luke Patterson. Richie Rich, I see you. Appreciate the support. Casey Martin. The game against the Jets was way, way too close. I completely agree. And hey, Nick, Kendall Hinton was an undrafted quarterback. Uh, something that we are being reminded of. Nick, Kendall Hinton. I'm really, really glad you brought this up, Mo. Uh, 
or excuse me, not Mo, Malcolm Brown. I'm glad that you brought up uh, Kendall Hinton because Kendall Hinton's name is getting brought up in the press conferences, Nick. Drew Locke's talking about him. Coaches are talking about him. What do you think about this quarterback that had to step in and um, do something I've never seen in the NFL season last year, try to quarterback a professional team against an absolute nasty defense? What do you make of Kendall Hinton and some of the run that he's getting here in mandatory minicamp and OTAs? Well, no matter what outcome comes here, given the depth of the Broncos room, he's going to go down in Broncos lore, right? For stepping in and doing what he did. He's uh, in the hall. Remember. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> put him in the ring of fame, right? Like, or at least frame his, hang his jersey somewhere. Um, but, you know, he deserves a shout out for that because that was a no win situation. And uh, the Broncos put in a no win situation and he answered the call knowing it was going to be rough. But uh, I respect the hell hmm. out of him for that. And also a lot of very much written off this off season. I'm definitely one of the many who have done so given the depth of the Broncos wide receiver room. Um, and he's been making some noise out there. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll see if he can continue that. Obviously it's a very small sample size and a non, not totally translatable uh, circumstance in these practices and uh, seven on sevens and whatnot. Um, but uh, he's definitely somebody who has emerged to be on the radar now at the wide receiver room. And a, that's a room with a lot of talent. Um, so it can only be seen as a good thing, right? And what does it mean for somebody like Deontay Spencer, Tyreek Cleveland, Seth Williams remains to be seen, but, uh, I'm, I, how could you not pull for him? Right? Like I, I really try not to pull for guys because that can cloud your judgment and make you biased. Yes. Um, and that's, that's not what I'm going for here. That's, that's not my brand. I'm trying to give you the best analysis I possibly can. I'm not here for fan takes or, you know, like just bias in general. Right. Um, but, uh, it's it's pretty hard not to cheer for Kendall Hinton, given the story and what he's gone through. Uh, and if he could go out there and stick on this roster another year, maybe get to that vested veteran status, get some catches, that'd be amazing. Yeah, Albert coming in saying, hey, didn't Kendall volunteer to be the quarterback for that game? Albert, you're exactly right, man. It was Things were a mess, Nick. Uh, you remember, I remember Broncos country remembers. I think at one point the Broncos coaches had put in an urgent request to see if maybe a quarterback's assistant coach could fill in as like the emergency quarterback. I mean, mm-hmm. every single theory that was like jot down on a napkin for all these years of an emergency yeah. quarterback, that was brought to the attention yep. of the NFL and the NFL absolutely stomped on the Broncos doing Denver dirty. Absolutely agree with everybody in the comment thread and we can get into that stuff and protocols and all that kind of stuff. But that was last year and this is this year. And we're talking about Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks showing some love to the Denver Broncos. And that's something Nick that we haven't seen a lot of, if I'm being completely honest, right? The Broncos have become a laughing stock of the NFL, not just because they're bad, but because something that you have noted ad nauseum, they're boring. Um, yeah. They're finding new ways to be bad. I don't mm-hmm. think that's going to be the case this year. I think George Payton came in here and we can make fun of, and I can poke fun of the no shortcuts videos and all that. I think that's really who George Payton is. I think George Payton really is that grinder that he is made out to be, um, at least with the projections from Broncos PR, the videos, the 4 a.m. grind. I don't think that stuff's just for show. I think George yeah. Payton talking and like you do as well, you talk to enough people in the scouting community, you get to a feel for who this man is. I don't think we're going to see the same Broncos that we've seen in the last few years with George Payton. I think George Payton is bringing competition to an absolute head into training camp. I think the same can be said for the coaching staff. They are going to be held to higher expectations. And speaking of those expectations, Vic Fangio, right? We're talking about this defense. What are your expectations for Vic Fangio and his defense in 2021? We can talk about how good the defense is on paper. We can talk about the Pro Bowls. We can talk about Justin Simmons being the highest paid player. Vaughn and Chubb, hopefully they play together. Baron Browning's supposed to be back. Pastor Tan. Ultimately, when it comes down to it, do you see this Broncos defense as not only a legitimate defense, but as a top 10 defense that everyone seems to be making them out to be? They should be a top 10 defense. Um, my biggest concern is both injuries for the edge rushers, right? Like Bradley Chubb coming back another injury. Von Miller going to be 33, 33 coming off of a serious injury. And uh, that's a position where like Malik Reed was good last year, but I know his stats, his sacks were high. I'm not a big believer of him as a starter. Um, I know that there are some fans out there in the community. I think he's a good player, but not one that I'm looking to pay or make one of the primary two edge rushers on my team. I think a lot of his sacks were, you know, two, two, three plus seconds. And uh, he was also seen at like one of the highest rates of one-on-one blocking of any edge rusher in football last year, where Bradley Chubb saw some of the highest uh, rate of double teams. So 
Um, if one of Bradley Chubb or Von Miller goes down, that can kind of make the wheels fall off the bus, so to speak. Mm-hmm. I'm not as worried about the linebacker position. I think they don't ask him to do too much, so that they should be fine. They have depth at cornerback. Um, you have what looks like depth on the defensive line, um, but even if n- none of them are true difference makers, they can be solid. Um, but you really need Von and Chubb to be healthy. I think that's the biggest thing where they should be top 10, even if Von and Chubb goes down, I think, um, given the talent they have. Um, but a top three defense, that's almost a shoe in for a playoff spot, unless you have a bottom three offense. Um, so we'll see. But uh, that's that's the thing I'm waiting to see. And I know the Broncos, this past draft cycle, they tried to trade up and select Jalen Phillips, edge rusher from the University of Miami. So they're definitely looking for not only Von Miller's replacement. I mean, you can see that with how they try to go after Leonard Floyd, but they're looking at the future as well, uh, trying to bring in a uh, Jalen Phillips in a first round trade up. So uh, that's a position where you want those guys to be healthy. Will they be healthy? That's the question, right? Like that you need those guys to be healthy. If they are, this defense can really be cooking. Yeah. You've got an aging pass rusher in Von Miller, who's on the books for a significant amount of money. Right. And then you've got Bradley Chubb, who um, for all intents and purposes is a very, very good player above average, uh, a pro bowl player for, for everything that he has done on the field. But you said it, Nick, those injuries, those injuries are are key, but at the same time, injuries can happen all over the place. Right. I mean, a player X can go out tomorrow and blow out their ACL playing basketball, you know, like kind of like Clady did back in the day playing left tackle for the Broncos and things like that. So these are all things that the Broncos will have to monitor, obviously. But Vic Fangio has definitely been given tools uh, to produce a better defense, something I think he is happy about. And I just – I. At the heart of the day, I worry about Vic Fangio's involvement with the offense if Aaron Rodgers isn't here, Nick. Because if Aaron Rodgers is here, as you know, it's Aaron's offense and we're going to run Aaron's offense. But Aaron's not here. And we've got Drew Locke and we've got Teddy Bridgewater now. John Clayton is saying that in all probability – Pat Shermer's probably favoring Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, I can go there. I can also go there if you say he's favoring Drew Locke. I can go there as well. Uh, The arguments make complete sense. But, Nick, who makes the call on the starting quarterback if Aaron Rodgers isn't here? Because we all know he would be the starter. But is Pat Shermer making that call? Is Vic Fangio making the call? Um, Who says this guy is my starting quarterback moving forward? Well, you'd hope it'd be the quarterback with their play telling you who's going to be the starting quarterback. Um, but I think it'll probably come down to Shermer. I think Vic Fangio respects Pat Shermer enough um, and, you know, did what he could to bring him here uh, just to uh, last off season. So I think if Shermer says that this is the guy who's most, the most competent, he's running my offense, he's protecting the football. Uh, we can execute and score points and not give games away, lean into the defense. Um, then uh, that that's who I think he will go with. But I, I do think, if it is close in the end, it will be Shermer's decision decision. But I also think that it's not just going to be Shermer in a room locked by himself. There's going to be conversations with Shula. There'll be conversations with Vic. There'll be conversations with Peyton. Um, so then they'll come to a collective decision, but I do think it does fall on Shermer. If uh, it had to fall on one person individually, if it's not apparent uh, who's the best quarterback. Yeah. I like your answer to that question, right? Because the quarterback play should speak for itself. Hopefully. And- I hopefully right. Can you imagine if the starter is named and the players don't agree with that? You've got mm. some very outspoken players on this team, Nick. Yeah. You can see that with uh, the Broncos. Heck, just not wanting to show up to OTAs to begin with it. Right. They started by uh, launching the official boycott and then they end up with field day. Uh, this is a team that used not having an offseason last year as a excuse over and over. And I'm not saying it's a good excuse. It's a bad excuse. It just is what it is. And then you start to see some of these things. I just, Man, there's so much talent on this team, I, but I'm starting to feel like we're going to see division among the team here a little bit because I think right now, just speculating, pure speculation, the hope is real for Drew. I think players hope that Drew's the real deal. I think they like Drew. Drew's a yeah. likable guy. Um, the players gravitate towards Drew. Players are also gravitating towards Teddy, and they're starting to respect that experience. They're starting to develop some of that chemistry and that doesn't mean that drew's not doing the same thing but nick when the line is drawn in the sand of who is going to lead this this team that's when you start to see some division among the team and i don't know if that what that looks like on offense but i'm thinking strictly defense right you had not too long ago you had to keep to leave shutting down russell okung right i don't need that anymore in 2021 man and i don't think that's going to fly with george payton's team 
Yeah, hopefully not. And hopefully the just whatever quarterback is the one that wins is the one that's playing the best and everybody can get in line there and uh, we'll go forward. Right. That's just the best case scenario. And I don't know if you heard, was it Nick Ferguson saying that the quarterback the position, not already decided, but the, the guys kind of are leaning uh, one direction who they want to go with them. And they got yeah. a way to go. So we'll see. I mean, Nick does my, have some courses. So my guy, Nick. Yeah. My guy, Nick, he's always out there, man. He was out there at mini camp uh, the other day and Nick, I'll call you back. Don't worry about it. But no, it's one of those things, man, where Nick, yeah, everybody's got some sources. Everybody's starting to look at it. And I really, the thing when I talked to Nick, I really love Nick's perspective, not only as a player, but as a coach, right? He had a coaching internship out there with the Niners and he's bounced around from some different clubs. So it's really interesting when you start to hear him pick up on little details of, Hey, did you realize Drew just pulled this receiver aside and was working with him on that? Or, Hey, did you see Teddy went to this receiver here? And those are the things that I read into, but I'm trying not to read super into it, but it's all I've got right now, Nick. It's the summer, the dog days of summer. And uh, Jeremy, Jeremy in the house with MHI. I appreciate you so much for joining the show. He's Nick Kendall. I'm Luke Patterson. Are the Denver Broncos loading up at wide receivers so they can package one Tim Patrick or Jerry Judy in a trade deal? Jeremy, I absolutely love it because your head is exactly where mine's at, right? We go get Aaron Rodgers. Whatever the cost, it's going to be expensive, Nick. Something we've talked about repeatedly. Wide receiver has got to be a position that the Green Bay Packers would want. What do you think about Tim Patrick or Jared Judy and a potential uh, trade package, as Jeremy suggests? I mean, I think it's possible that you could trade from that uh, surplus, but I don't think they loaded up just to be able to trade those guys, right? Like you're looking to bring the best players possible. And if that means you have a surplus, great, then you can take away from that. But I don't think you do that preemptively to a trade, right? Like, I think that's like looking too far down the tracks. You just need to have the best roster possible. And at that point, maybe you can uh, trade something away to bring in a quarterback like that. And also cheers to you, Kane. Thank you very much. I'm going to finish this guy. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. It's yeah, you can't, you don't, George Payton wasn't making moves with the hopes of grabbing Aaron Rodgers. Now, I'm sure that Aaron Rodgers was at the forefront of his minds, but George Payton didn't choke in this draft, in my opinion. I know it's very early to say that Uh, we haven't seen the players actually on the field in meaningful games, but George Payton, Nick, he's a scout at heart and he stayed true to his scouting roots. Time will tell if they prevail, and he ultimately made the right decisions, but absolutely love it. Look at this. We got my wife in the house right now. Saying, I love the matching I love the matching hats, boys. What's up, babe? Uh, guys, go get your swag on at the huddleuppodstore.com. Nick is also a host of Building the Broncos with Carl on Tuesday nights. We've got our Huddle Up Pod boys. We've got the Dove Valley Deep Divers in the mix. And did you see Chad and Zach? They've come. They've become quite the T-shirt manufacturers. They got. I don't know how I get this ugly mug on a T-shirt or if it would sell, but but we gotta we gotta give it a shot because Chad and Zach are out there slinging the dopest T-shirts from Mahai Huddle. You can get your swag on. Um, Grab some Gators if you'd like. Grab a coffee mug where you can join Nick for some Broncos coverage with Scott Kennedy um, in the mornings as well. And away we go. But yeah, man, it's it's one of those things for me where Aaron Rodgers, he covers up so many warts, but I'm just so curious, Nick, who's going to make that quarterback decision. And I think you're right. Now, I want to push back and be like, are you kidding me? It's Vic Fangio's job that's on the line. He should make the call. He fired Rich Scangarello to go get Pat Shermer. He handpicked yeah. Pat Shermer. And that's something that you so eloquently pointed out. He trusts Pat Shermer. We can think whatever we want about Pat Shermer. Vic likes him. And Vic's like, here, you take the offense. I'm good. So I think if we're Broncos country and we're trying to use our brains, we need to start maybe accepting that a little bit, no matter how much we might disagree with it, no matter how much it might hurt. Sorry, I was uh, doing my best bobblehead impersonation there. <laughs> Can't tell trying to get some there. Oh, this um, big head, man! This big head on a bobblehead. That thing would, f- that thing would flip over, and it would be more like a desk weight cane. Trust me, trust hey, me, you don't want that. <laughs> the head to body ratio might be heading that way. I see you working out, getting the the Pendleton, getting, uh, there. Uh, getting there. Yeah, man, put getting it in the there. work. Getting there on the on the Peloton cult. You can find me there on Don't Tread on Me LP. What's up, Andrew? That's funny. Just told my wife I want to send super chats and get swag for. Father's Day. Appreciate mm-hmm. that, Andrew. You can do that. Um, go get your swag on, man. You've got stuff. I know Chad's a, a, a new father, right? He's already been a father, but he's a new father. They've got baby. We got baby gear on my hot huddle. That's the absolute coolest thing, man. You can get something for your kids, get something for your lovely wife, for your significant other, for your buddies. 
Um, great, great Father's Day gifts as well. I love that. And Richie Rich, I love it. Does Nick's come with a beer in his hand? That bobblehead reference. Absolutely. Absolutely love it. <laughs> yeah. No, you've been mentioning it before. You're talking about uh, maybe cold pops for pops uh, out there. So happy Father's Day. But also uh, we're talking about holidays. also want to say a happy Juneteenth to everybody out there as well. Um, obviously observing that as well and uh, thinking about that. So yeah, don't want to do not want to yeah. overlook that. Yeah. No, 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 Nick. That's something that, no, absolutely not, man. We celebrate everything that we absolutely can here on MHI. And it's what we do. And Casey Martin, he's getting in here with some 2019 Roger stats. I see it, man. We know he's the MVP. Um, man, that would, it's, it's a pipe dream. I hear you. It's something that we have got to continue to monitor. And Jay's coming in with, I figure the coaching staff would love to have Rogers to save their jobs. Who wouldn't? I think Aaron Rodgers covers up so many warts. He doesn't only cover up warts for the coaching staff, but he covers up warts on your football team. Nick, it's something I've heard you talk about and a lot of other folks in this business that Peyton Manning made players a lot better than they oh actually should have been. Patrick Mahomes makes players a lot better. Tom Brady, Russell Wilson. We can go down the list, right, yeah. of players. We had Austin Colley at one point, right, who was talked about as a top NFL wide receiver because of who he was wow. playing with. Yeah. You know what Drew's I mean? Tom. Julius, Julius Thomas, right? That, that star burned bright quickly and then poof, <laughs> right? God, and yeah. he needs to write a thank you note to Peyton Manning every day for the rest of his life for all the yeah. millions that he cashed in with the I, Thank God Bronx didn't pay him. Yeah, you're exactly right. And the offensive line, too. And Manny Wise, what's up, Manny? Appreciate you coming in on MHI. Yeah, Manny. Manny supports the show super hard. From 2015 to 2019, his stats went down every year, talking about Aaron Rodgers, I would assume, especially his completion percentage. No way in heck. Should the Broncos give up the the Green Bay Packers asking price? So Manny obviously knows that a King's Ransom is going to be the price to get one Aaron Rodgers here. I see what you're doing there, Manny. I, I hear about stats and, you know, I'm an analyst. Nick's an analyst. We deal with numbers, but it's context as well, right? I could give a, I can give a hoot about his completion percentage the last few years. I know that that man wins football games. That man was on the verge of winning another Lombardi last year, and I can put whatever I want on the coach for fourth down and all kinds of other stuff. It's all about context, right, Nick? Something yep. you and I talk about ad nauseum. Does Aaron Rodgers' completion percentage scare you at all for going down? Does his age scare you at all? Um, these are valid questions. Mm -hmm. They're variables, um, but you also need to put them into context of the rest of the league, right? Like, oh, his completion percentage when I was going down, well, it was still like top five, top 10 in the league pretty consistently. And that was going out there with like who at wide receiver, right? Randall Cobb as his number one weapon, right? Like he, they have not really gone out there with uh, surrounded him with uh, weapons. Dante Adams is great, but uh, it's kind of like the cornerback position with wide receiver. You need options. You need to like, if you see their shifting coverage to the left over Devonte Adams, they have a safety overhang. Well, we, I need to make them pay with another guy over here. And they just, they have not done that for Aaron Rodgers, which is honestly probably why we're here right now on top of the Jordan love thing. Um, so, uh, well, and Bob saying, man, it's a risk no matter what, but it's also a risk to waste what this defense looks like on paper right now, right? Like mm. you could have a risk either way. Um, and you are in a really dangerous spot as the Broncos right now. Because you are in a division with I, arguably two of the most talented quarterbacks in the entire NFL. The, and I don't even think that's over an overstatement. That's how talented no. Justin Herbert is. That's mm -hmm. how good we've already seen Patrick Mahomes is. If you have a chance to go out there and get Aaron Rodgers, it could blow up in your face. You don't know until you know. But I think that there's there's equal risk of sitting on or, uh, yeah sitting on your hands. So I don't know. It's, it's a tough one. There is a price that's too much. Um, but... Uh, if he's available, I'm calling and I'm, I'm seeing if I can make it happen because the team right now, the defense right now, the, the offense that you're not paying around him, yes. right? That's cheap, young. You're not paying you Cortland Sutton right away. Dalton Reisner, right? You got a quarterback. If you're starting Drew Locke on a great contract, you got Teddy Bridgewater on a great contract. Carolina's still paying a lot of, right? I mean, this yeah. is something you've talked a lot about, Nick, what you can do with rookie contracts. The Broncos have no time to waste right now. Yeah. Yeah, and Casey Martin coming in here over on YouTube. Casey, we appreciate you uh, saying Rodgers to Sutton, Judy, Hamler, Patrick, and Fant makes me salivate. Ooh. I mean, just even if you take one of those guys off there, um, it should be extremely exciting. Also, uh, getting Gordon and uh, – because he likes to use the running backs, getting Gordon Williams involved in the past game as well. So yeah. uh, it'd well, be a lot of fun. One, we talked about quarterbacks that make their players a lot better. I like Bob Tunyon. I do. I don't think Bob Tunyon is an elite – 
tight end in the NFL. I mean, I think Bob Tunyon is on the rise. I really do. I hate calling Bob, not Robert. (laughs) Because I feel like he's a Bob. I feel like he's a Green Bay Pack. You know, I don't know. Maybe it's a Grizzly type thing. I don't know. I feel like I just want to call him Bob. Maybe like I know him, Bob Tunyon. He's ice fishing out there in Wisconsin (laughs) wearing his like orange or camos in the stands. Bob. Yeah, he's out there with Quinn Miners in the woods bench pressing some logs with Alexander Johnson. You know, that's kind of where we're Yeah, that's kind of where we're at. And as we tie a big red bow on this show, this is the Mile High Insiders. He is Nick Kendall. I'm Luke Patterson. John K. Bawana Beast on the ones and twos. Um, stars, baby. Thank you, thank you, Andrew, for the stars here. We appreciate you. Stars. The stars come out at night. John Andrew Baker. Andrew Baker came out at night. Appreciate you, Andrew. Hey, Nick, have you realized that a Denver Bronco has never been on the cover of Madden? Peyton Manning has never been on the cover of Madden. When I was a kid, I would uh, find a Broncos edit and print it off and put it in the cover every <laughs> single year. So uh, as far as I'm concerned, there's been a Bronco on Madden every year that I've owned it. So uh, <laughs> I absolutely love that. And that's that's honesty. You can't make that stuff up, Broncos. No. Country. I believe you. I absolutely believe you. But then I'm starting to listen to, you know, so you got the reason I'm bringing this up. Right. So you got Tom Brady and Pat Mahomes coming out with the Madden cover. And if you believe in the Madden curse like I do, I'm kind of wondering if it will actually be broken now. Like Fingers crossed. That would oh. be absolutely crazy. But, man, when you hear that the Denver Broncos have been slighted, not only in the Hall of Fame, we're starting to get that turned around now. But with Madden a little bit, that's absolutely crazy. And Kane Dawson agrees, man. He's saying the Madden curses are real. Don't ever don't ever forget that. And that would be great if they were, because that would give the Broncos and the AFC West an opening, at least to make a run. Uh, we will have to see. But Nick, you said it, man. Some consider this the lull. I do, at least in terms of news and stuff like that. But we have got so much to go over. This is a brand new team, like Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks talked about. This is not the same 5-11 and 11 team from last year. There might be some same some of the same players, some of the same coaches, but I would also argue there are a whole different host of players that weren't here last year. There are a whole different set of executives, coaches, and scouts, scouts, scouts that were not here last year. And those things matter when you're transitioning and trying to build a culture. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's been a lot, a lot of roster turnover, but that's true every single year for a lot of teams. Um, so hopefully the Broncos, they had a lot of in- bad injury luck last year. Um, and quarterback play, which is the most, probably the most important element was not good. Um, everybody would tell you that Drew Locke would be the first person to tell you that, but it's going to get better. I think both of those are going to get better. Um, so things are trending in the right direction. And, uh, even though it is going to be the lull of the off season, we got plenty to talk about and, uh, just hopes and dreams, man. Right. It's, it's the optimism time of year. I know that you said you're maybe sometimes a little bit of a pessimist. I hope that's not true, true for your father's day here. Um, <laughs> and I try to be a realist. Um, but when, reality has been as bad as uh, Emmanuel Sanders would say the world of suck for the Broncos. Yeah. Sometimes that comes off as pessimism, um, but just, just try to keep it real with you guys. And we appreciate that. But I think that's going to do it for this episode of the mile high insiders today. Thank you guys so much for being patient with us while I dealt with my first real bout of Seattle traffic, honestly, and then also helping get a car loose after a hike, but uh, feeling good, feeling happy to be here. And I thank you for holding up just a second. Um, you can follow us at MHI underscore pod. Um, you can also follow us at, mile high huddle um, i'm letting john take the wheels here uh, facebook.com forward slash mile high huddle also over on facebook also guys if you join us on facebook please click the thumb click the thumbs up the heart react the care react that's all great we're at 27 right now that i can see but that's great if you join us on youtube today guys please subscribe like and share um that does helps us a lot that's something you can do that's completely free right like we obviously had poppy coming in today um a bunch of other folks coming in uh, giving us very generous super chats which we always appreciate but we know that not not everybody's in a position to do that so if you want to support us without having to pull out the wallet or put in your credit card information or whatever go to youtube right now subscribe like and share helps us a heck of a lot also make sure you guys follow us both on twitter uh you can follow luke at luke patterson lp and myself at Nick Kendall MHH. And uh, before we get too far out of here, um, what's the plans tomorrow for you, Luke? Are you uh, what's the, what's the father days father's days plans? The first thing I'm going to do is call my dad right away. It's the very first thing I do in the morning, right? And call my dad. I'm very close to my dad. And uh, I would suggest anybody, right? Call your dad, say happy father's day. Say, I love you. Break down all that macho crap. None of it matters. Yeah. This life is short. Be sure to tell those you love. I love you. So that's the very first thing I'm going to do. And then I'm going to kick back, man. I'm going to kick back with my wife and my little girl. It's kind of my day. So 
Um, they make life really easy for me. So I'm just going to enjoy, man. I don't have any plans. Um, how about you, man? You're, you're, your father, right? Your pup father. You got Summit. I know Poppy's all over Summit over there. You've got Queso, right? The cat yeah. up in there as well. Um, you've got your lovely wife. What, uh, what do you got planned Father's Day, man? Well, I'm going to call my old man as well. I always like to call him my old man too. We're, he's a big, uh, and Gary come in with a super, or the stars here, I believe. So thank you very much, Gary. And, uh, better late than never. And uh, Gary's Gary. always uh, supporting us like that. Happy Father's um, but, Day. Uh, yeah. Happy Father's Day to everybody out there. Happy Juneteenth as well. Um, I don't want to make trivial of people who are actually fathers to human beings out there. You know, I try to be a good parent to both my pets, but, um, yeah. you know, all the fathers out there with uh, kids that are present in their kids' lives, um, no matter what that looks like, you know, shout out to you guys. Cause I know it's every single circumstance is different and sometimes yeah. it can be tough, but if you can be there, man, that's, that speaks a lot to you guys. Um, so I'll call my old man. I like to call him my old man. Cause he's a big Christmas freak. Like, yeah, emphasis on the all caps. He loves like, Christmas. Clark Griswold to like the end. Really nice. Um, but dude. I call him the old man because in uh, the Christmas story, they'd show all everybody's names, but they never say the dad's name. It's just the old man in like the I credits. I never so. noticed that. And that's one yes. of my favorite movies, right? It's a major yeah. award, right? Yes. It's yep. one of my yeah. favorite movies of all time, dude. I absolutely love it. No, happy Father's Day. Nick couldn't yeah. have said it better, man. Just just be a good human being. It doesn't need to be a trivial day. It doesn't need to be a card. It doesn't need to be a steak. It doesn't need to be a beer. Although I love all those things. Uh, just be a good person. Enjoy the day. If it's just a Sunday for you, enjoy your Sunday. It's summer. Uh, this is a beautiful time of the year. Just be good to each other, Broncos country. He's Nick Kendall. John K on the ones and twos. I'm Luke Patterson. Thank you, John, for being patient today with me getting back late too. We appreciate you, John. John John killed. He was cursing and yelling at you and all the other (laughs) stuff. Just, just like I was. Uh, No, John, we appreciate you. He's Nick Kendall. I'm Luke Patterson saying always believe in that mile high magic and go Broncos.